When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm Ed Kratz with my co-host John McMullen with the Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast delivered by Fans First Sports Network. John and I are standing outside the NovaCare Complex where the Eagles are practicing. It is Thursday and they're getting ready for their huge, huge matchup against the San Francisco 49ers in a rematch game of the NFC Championship last year. Uh, but before we get there, there's a little housekeeping John and I should probably take care of. John, um, the Eagles uh, could be in the running for Zach Ertz, they, who requested his release from the Arizona Cardinals. And they are in the running for linebacker Shaquille Leonard, who is taking the, a few days here to kind of decide between the Eagles or Cowboys. What are your thoughts on, on both uh, uh, Leonard and Ertz? Well, I, I think it's a little bit too early on Zach. Obviously, he's very uh, uh, well regarded by this organization, loves the city. 29, I think, receptions behind Harold Carmichael for being the all-time leading receptions leader in Philadelphia history. So all of that is a fit, but A, he's got to get through waivers first. Uh, um, the Eagles are obviously 32nd in that process. Now he has, much like Shaq Leonard, who we'll talk about, he's got a big contract, so maybe gets through waivers so then you start talking about fit and do you need a a a receiving tight end well right now you do this moment as we speak because it's unlikely that Dallas Goddard's going to be able to play uh, against San Francisco on Sunday but he he should be back the next week at Dallas so Dallas is coming back rank Alcateras hurt with a high ankle sprain confirmed that with him yesterday Uh, he's probably not going to play this week but He's not going to miss four games, so he'll be back quickly. Then you start talking, all right, where does Zach Ertz fit when Dallas Goddard is here, Grant Calcaterra is here? As you mentioned, Grant can play on special teams. Zach can't. Zach's not a great blocker. Jack stole the backup is. And then you have Dallas Goddard. So does it make sense? Other than fans like him and he was a great player in this team's history, no doubt about it. I don't know if I see the sense there, Ed. Yeah, let, let me, before we move on to Leonard on that, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I don't think he's a fit. I mean, if you look for a fit, it's probably in Baltimore where they are looking to replace Mark Andrews. And, you know, Ertz asked for his release because he wants to go get a second Super Bowl ring. And, you know, you look at the contenders, and certainly the Baltimore Ravens are on that list in the AFC and the, and the Philadelphia Eagles here uh, in the NFC. Uh, but, yeah, he's 33 years old, and I know when he left, he said, you know, I would have loved to have gotten that record, and maybe I'll come back someday and I'll break that record. So it does mean something to him, but right now it just doesn't seem like he, he would fit. It'd be great. If the Eagles sign him, I think it would be great. Uh, you know, he's, he's a great guy. Great I mean, guy. Great I mean, guy. But as you mentioned, Baltimore, now they lost their great tight end, Mark Andrews, for the long term, right. whereas Dallas got yes. it, is expected to be back. 
probably at the latest next week. Yeah. Um, so there's the difference when you're weighing Baltimore. If, if the Eagles, you know, if Dallas Goddard was out for the season, I tell you the exact same. Bring him in, do it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That, I, I just don't see it because Dallas is going to be back sooner rather than later. And you wonder how Dallas would feel about that move. I mean, you know, they played together for a couple of years, and I know Dallas really wanted a chance to kind of break away from Ertz's shadow. And you know, the Eagles traded him to Arizona. So, yeah, I, you know, that it is so early on that whole thing. And he's not like he's coming in and playing against the 49ers. Yeah. We thought maybe Shaq Leonard, the linebacker, might. And if you look at the linebacker situation here in Philadelphia, boy, it's just, gosh, awful. I hate to say it. I mean, Nick Morrow's a good player, but Zach Cunningham, who's their leading tackler, he's probably going to miss this game with a hamstring injury, might even miss – the Cowboys game, depending on the severity, he didn't do anything at practice today. Um, so yeah, he was working on the side <laughs> field. Yeah. He was running a little bit, so hopefully that's a good sign. He's definitely not playing this week. No. Um, so what's that leave you? Nick Morrow and Christian Ellis and Ben Van Summeren, the undrafted free agent from Michigan State, I think it is, who has been it, elevated yeah. from the practice squad three straight weeks. Only played special teams, no defense. He's been added to the active roster because they had the opening, thinking maybe Shaq Leonard would sign, uh, slide into there. But Leonard left town on uh, Wednesday after visiting the Cowboys on Tuesday uh, to think things over. I guess he's going into the Aaron Rodgers darkness retreat uh, to darkness ponder. Going into, you know, Justina Anderson, who's close to him, said that. Said So I think people got all d- disappointed in Dallas and people got all disappointed here in Philadelphia. Uh, he said he was going to take the visits and take the weekend to make a decision. Um, and that's how it's sort of uh, 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 played out. Uh, so I expect him to make the decision. I still think he's going to be here. I still think um, Nick Sirianni's relationship is going to be push the Eagles over uh, the finish line, so to speak. But uh, he was never going to play this week anyway. So right. it's about down the road. Uh, and you got to persevere and get through this week, and we'll see if the Eagles can do it with a very light linebacker room. And this is not the game you want that because you have Christian McCaffrey to deal with, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, the middle of the field. That's Brock Purdy's strength. And the Eagles don't have many good linebackers. Although I will say it, it seems to me, Ed, like the Eagles don't believe in Nicholas Morrow. He's played well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they keep waiting for the shoe to drop. Well, we're, we're in week 13. It hasn't dropped yet. Maybe he's just a good player as long as he can play behind a great defensive front. And that's what's going on here in Philadelphia. That's what didn't go uh, on when he was in Chicago. Yeah, even though he led that Bears team in tackles, um, you know, and he is a converted safety, so maybe it's taken him a little longer to – kind of figure out the linebacker spot. A former undrafted free agent. I think this is his seventh year uh, in the league. But, uh, yeah, you're right. But, you know, the Eagles don't believe in linebackers and paying linebackers. And I know you have to cut corners somewhere, but you kind of hope that maybe this is an eye-opener for them, that they're so desperate that they want to bring in Shaq Leonard, who, yeah, good player a few years ago, but he's had two back surgeries. Two back not surgery. one, but two. And what was that, last year in the 2022 yeah. year? So maybe this game that he's going to miss will help rejuvenate him a little bit. Maybe he misses the Cowboys game if he comes here. Uh, it'll be interesting if he signs with the Eagles, he'll play the Cowboys. And if yeah. he signs with the Cowboys, he'll play the Eagles. But, yeah, that back injury stuff, you know, you know, you don't know what <clears> you're going to get from him. And the Colts didn't 
like what they saw. Well, and, and you they know cut what, what scares me about the Colts? And people say, well, it's the Colts. They're not in it. Oh, they're in it. Oh, yeah. If the playoffs started today, they would be the final seed yeah. in, in, in the AFC. And they said, you know what? We're going to bench Shaq Leonard. And they're trying to make a playoff push. And they didn't want him. Now, they were paying him a lot of money. It's a little different from that perspective. But he's already they're already paying that money. You would think they, they'd bite it out for this season if they thought he could help them make the playoffs. And Right. So you don't know. What, and and let, hopefully it's a lesson, like I said, for the Eagles and Howie Roseman, that, hey, we, we need to find a linebacker that we can kind of plug in and let him be our guy for five years. T.J. Edwards? TJ, yeah, but he was undrafted. I mean, I guess they liked him enough that maybe he could develop, but he played mostly special teams his first year. I mean, they need to go out and get a bona fide linebacker in the first or second round, in my opinion. They, they got two second-round picks. They have a first-rounder. That's really not the way they do business. Uh, I don't know what free agents are out there that they'd want well, to bring they're definitely in. not taking one in the first round. No, so you no, start right. in the second round. They took N'Kobe Dean in the third round. It didn't work out. He's probably done for the season. Um, if you noticed, um, you know, he could come back in theory, but Nick Sirianni put his number on his visor, and that's usually an indication. <laughs> that's probably the best indication that did, they do not expect him back. I think N'Kobe mentioned on Instagram as well that he, he's probably done for the season. So um, I don't think you're going to get help there. Um, they they drafted Davion Taylor in the third round. That didn't work out, right? I, and and, and I, it, people get mad at me when I mention T.J. Edwards, but he played on Monday night. I got a chance to see. He was a monster oh, in yeah. that game. He he was undrafted coming into the league. I would have think the Eagles would take more pride in uncovering that type of player and say, look at what, look at us, look at how smart we are. He made six and a half million dollars to cut. That's a lot of money, but man, he would look good right in the middle of their defense right now. Oh, absolutely! But you know, listen, he wanted to go home too to play for Chicago. But had the Eagles paid him a couple million dollars more a year, I'm sure he would have stuck around. Um, but he, he liked did, it here too. He, he did, did like it. You know, he, yeah. it's possible he just wanted to go home. Yeah, I haven't talked to him about that. It's always possible. You yeah. never know what's in a player's mind. People talk about Shaq Leonard. Who's he going to pick? Well, if he likes facilities, if he likes weather, if he likes taxes, he might pick Dallas. If, if you know, he wants to get the best route to the Super Bowl, um, if he values that connection he had with Nick Sirianni, he'll pick Philadelphia. You yeah. never know right. what individual people think. Though. Well, I think Dallas has a shot to go to the Super Bowl, too. Um, so I think that's kind of a wash. But uh, Easier shot here, though. Perhaps, Eagles yeah. have the inside track. Right, because they could be the number one seed, and everything might have to come through Philly. Again, second year in a row. But now, uh, listen, let's move on here. The Eagles had a big win in the rain, in overtime, against the Buffalo Bills this past Sunday. What, a, what an exciting game that was. I mean, the Eagles played a horrible first half again, just like they did a week earlier in Kansas City. Down 17-7 at the half again, like they were in Kansas City. And they came back, like they did against the Chiefs, and won. Um, but listen, sustainable has been a big word around here. Uh, this week is that sustainable this kind of this kind of play and the Eagles have trailed I think at halftime in the last four games and come back to win they've been outgained in the last four games in yardage wise and they've come back to win against this 49ers team I think it's gonna be harder to come back on I think they do have to play better I think if they play like they did in Kansas City if they play like they did against Buffalo I don't think they can win this game 
Uh, this is, you know, probably the second best team in the NFC, arguably the, the best team. Right. Um, so <clears throat> I do think it's a little bit different. I, th- I do think this is a legitimate team. But I do look at the styles as well. And, you know, if the Eagles have the best defensive front, San Francisco might have the second best uh, or vice versa. Yeah, But guess close. what? The Eagles have the great offensive line. And San Francisco has Trent Williams and four other guys. And Trent's great. And Josh Sweat might have a tough afternoon. But those four other guys are probably the four worst players on the San Francisco offense. And that's where I think the Eagles have an advantage because the Eagles can kind of hold up. We saw Lane Johnson against Nick Bosa. And Lane was out there practicing. He looks like he's going to be back and ready to go. He, he, it might not be, he's not going to beat him on every play, but he's going to at least persevere. That's, where the, Eagles, yeah, yeah, that's where the Eagles have to win the game. They can dominate the San Francisco offensive line other than Trent Williams. Yeah, uh, listen, Brock Purdy, though, is doing a nice job getting the ball out quickly. He's completed over 70% of his throws these last five games in a row. Um, And the Eagles' pass defense is ranked 29th. Not real good against a team that has weapons like Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Uh, and who am I? Oh, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, Christian's you know, number one. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the top guy. He's the only one that really did anything against them in the NFC Championship game last year. Christian on Christian Crime this week. I I don't like the Eagles in that match. No, Christian Ellis. Yeah, no. That's uh, that's not going to be good. Uh, but listen, you're right about the the matchup there. I mean, Hassan Reddick really ruined the 49ers. He, wrecked the game. he literally wrecked the NFC. He knocked Championship. out Purdy. With a, with a sack when Kyle Shanahan foolishly tried to put a tight end in motion and block him with a tight end, a backup tight end at that. It did, couldn't do it. Damaged the elbow on uh, Purdy. And then it was Hassan Reddick again in the first half. He knocked the backup, Josh Johnson, out with a concussion. So they had to bring Purdy back who couldn't throw the ball. And, and that led to a lot of chirping from the 49ers players that, hey, we only had 10 guys and, you know, we would have won that game by double digits said we had Purdy um and now we'll get to see you know if that happens and the Eagles have been asked about that this week so far as you know the trash talk that we've heard the 49ers I mean hey speaking of trash talk uh Debo Samuel called James Bradbury trash and Bradbury stood there yesterday like he always does as as accountable as he is class act and he answered every question about that situation just like when he got called for holding in the Super Bowl there he was at his locker answering questions about the hold he doesn't duck or hide he's an accountable player and I don't think he's trash like Debo Samuel said I think he's a very good player he's an all pro yeah AJ Brown is good friends with Debo and receivers are a, a funny lot in that they think corners who they think the best corners are the guys who can play press coverage. AJ thinks the same thing. And and James is his own corner. Very good. Maybe one of the best in football. Maybe the best in football. Smart. You saw him get that interception. Bates quarterbacks. But, you know, from a guy like Debo Samuel, if you line him up with James Bradbury, he's going to beat him pretty consistently. So what? That's not what the Eagles play defense. Uh, James is very good at what he does, uh, and that's where I think the disconnect, and obviously you shouldn't use that word, uh, Debo Samuel. But I, I've heard A.J. I talk to A.J. a lot when the cameras aren't around. 
and I, I remember talking to him about Patrick Peterson and raved about how smart uh, Patrick Peterson was. Um, but, you know, he said man to man, beat him like a drum uh, at his age. And, you yeah. know, he was earlier in his career. That's sort of just the way those guys think. Yeah. I have more respect for the press coverage guys, but yeah, still bulletin board material. Yeah, and you know, Brandon Graham made a good point. He said, "Hey, look, we can't get caught up in that." And Brandon Graham's, you know, he doesn't take a backseat to anybody when it comes to trash talk. Uh, but he, even he said, "Listen, we can't get caught up in that. If we do, then you know, we might miss a play. We'll be like, oh, did we? What happened?" And you know, because you're caught up in the emotion of it, and that might be the play that decides the game. So the Eagles are going to try to play this without worrying about. Uh, trying too hard to show the 49ers that, hey, all this chirping was for naught. You know, they're going to play their style of game. And, uh, you know, I think you're right. They do match up well against this team with the, on, the, on the line, in the trenches. Um, and I saw a stat where McCaffrey, when he runs, I, or not just McCaffrey, as a team, if the 49ers go above 115 yards this year, they're 8-0. If they rush for less than 115 yards, they're 0-3. So, you know, here are the Eagles with, I think now it's the third best run defense. They've really been dented in the run game these last couple weeks. They had been number one most of the season. Now they're down to number three. But, you know, Jordan Davis played a heck of a game against the Buffalo Bills. Jalen Carter just continues to show up and make plays like the rookie of the year that I think he should be on the defensive side. So it's going to be a test for them to stop this running game. Of, with Christian McCaffrey spearheading it, who leads the league in rushing yards. He's closing in on 1,000 yards, and if he has a big day, they'll win and he'll go over 1,000 yards. Yeah, I mean, you know, Christian's going to get his because he's he's also a tremendous receiver as well, uh, and they can sort of toggle back and forth between him and Debo. I don't think any other team can do that because Debo can play in the backfield. Christian can go play receiver, vice versa. They, they yeah. kind of use matchups like that. Um, it, it's very difficult to deal with. I think this is going to be a big nickel week on defense uh, for the Eagles, especially with all the issues at linebackers. So that means three safeties uh, playing on defense. I think you're going to see a lot of that. Um, but as far as, you know, the Eagles in the run game, they, they had a tough time in Kansas City. Isaiah Pacheco was really physical. Mm-hmm. I thought he did a great job. But if you go back to that Buffalo game, it was all Josh Allen. The running yeah. backs averaged under three yards a carry. True. So the traditional running game, they completely snubbed. And Josh Allen's just tough to deal with. You don't have to – Brock Purdy's got some movement skills. He's not a statue, but you don't have to worry about Josh Allen-type runs. So I think that kind of fixes that part of it. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, they did a good job on those Bills running backs. Uh, they didn't average much. I think what – John, uh, Josh had uh, yeah. like 80 yards, I think, yeah. close to it around there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Purdy will get that. No. I don't think Purdy no. will get that. What they have to worry about is Hassan Reddick uh, trying to block him coming after Purdy. Um, you know, that's going to be a huge matchup. Yeah. Colin McTivitz, I think, is their right Yeah, tackle, yeah, McTivitz. Not, I've not never great. heard of him. And you know, I know people get up because Hassan hurt Purdy on, a, on a, the tight end was trying to block him. That's what the that's what the 49ers do. They they play the Mike Shanahan obviously play action game. Um, they're going to do that again. That's up to the quarterback. The, the the backup tight end is not expected to hold up and pass coverage against Hassan Reddick. He's expected to sort of chip him, and you're rolling out the other side. Ball's got to come out. Quarterbacks got to understand that. 
Brock Purdy was a rookie last year, played very well. Now he's got a little bit more experience. From their perspective, hopefully he understands that um, because that's going to be part of the game plan. It always is. And when it works, it looks good. Yeah. But when it doesn't work, your quarterback's getting surgery. Yeah, and, you know, again, you hope he learned his lesson, Purdy. <laughs> you know, the, the 49ers. got to come that, out. Well, you know, they have a better backup this year, Sam Darnold. I think he would be better than Josh Johnson. Um, and I don't even know who their third uh, guy would be. If, if That's a low bar. History I'm, I'm going to say Sam is better than Josh. Yes, yes. Um, all right, listen, let's get to our predictions here. John, what do you what do you think uh, happens in this Boy, one? Boy, I, I, I want to pick the 49ers. I've been, I, I think the Eagles – haven't been playing as well as the 49ers but I can't pick I can't pick against the Eagles until I see them lose one of these games yeah. and ultimately in Lincoln Financial Field I think they're going to find a way I don't even know how I think it's going to be a big Kevin Byard game as I said uh, on the practice field to you guys um, I think he's going to be a big part of the game plan defensively he's starting to get a little bit more comfortable you can see he's a playmaker um, maybe gets a Brock Purdy pick in the middle of the field, turns the game. I think the Eagles are going to win 28-24. Okay, yeah. You know, I, I I I didn't pick them to beat the Bills. I picked the Bills. I didn't pick them to beat the Chiefs. I picked the Chiefs. I feel like I should take the 49ers uh, just, you know, to – By the way, the, uh, I picked the Eagles over the Chiefs and the Bills. Uh, and the Bills, yes. Kudos to you for that. <laughs> I, I feel like now if I were to reverse course, uh, the Eagles would lose. But, you know, I like – your matchup there with the offensive line against uh, the Eagles defensive line. Um, I think they could really make things difficult for Purdy in a very tough environment. I'm not sure how tough environments, how many tough environments that Purdy's played in. He came here and played, you know, a quarter last year. Um, I think they hosted Dallas this year, right, in San Francisco. Yeah. So we didn't go to Dallas where that place is rocking with 100,000 people. So I, I think I'm going to take the Eagles in this one too. I actually think – the Eagles are going to find a way to play their best game. I think they know that the calendar has flipped to December now, and they know the teams that make hay in December and January are teams that are going to go to the Super Bowl. And I think they're going to find a way. They haven't put it together for all 60 minutes. They've been finding a way pretty much all season. But I think they're going to somehow find a way to put everything together in this game, and I think they're going to win somewhere along the lines of like 27-20, to 20, Philadelphia. So... You know, that could be the, the kiss of death for them since I've been uh, picking against them these last couple of weeks, but we'll see. I, it probably doesn't matter one bit. They always um, find a way. Yeah, Jalen Hurts uh, starting 14 consecutive wins against teams with winning records. Yeah, That Jalen is Hurts. the best mark since at least 1950. Right. They say at least because they can't find anybody's one more. Right, right. And, Still and he's, looking. He's 27-2 and two in his last 29 games. Yeah. I mean, you know, that touchdown off the QB draw against the Bills, I mean, just – That was perfect. That was that so was perfectly a, run and executed. Great play. Yeah, design. Play design. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's not like he had a great game, but yet when you look at it, he accounted for five touchdowns. Yeah. Threw for three. Had a great – Ran for two. Second half, he had a bad first half. Yeah. But that's the thing about Jalen Hurts. He's relentless. Even if he's having a bad play, bad – quarter bad half he's always one step away from making your life hell yeah that's sort of defines the eagles yep it it sure does and uh you know this actually could be a high pick 27 20 the more i think about it i think it can go higher Um, i don't know what the over under is but i would probably take the over and you know this could this could be a game into the 30s kind of like we saw buffalo and 
and the it Eagles. might rain again. At, right. Uh, it's shaken uh, yesterday. The forecast was worse. It's a little bit better today. We'll see how it shakes yeah. out. But this could be the third straight rain game. Yeah, the 2-0 and in the rain. Yeah. It's beautiful now, sunny and 50. It's a shame it won't be that way Sunday. So, uh, listen, we'll be back to talk more about the game uh, with our next podcast for now. Thank you again for listening to the Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast brought to you by Fans First Sports Network. I'm Ed Kratz. He's John McMullen.